Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast. Who do you think you are? I am. An Iowa rugby podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do. With your host, Mr. Gray. <laughs> Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> and Billy V. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds. And now featuring Gimli. Really? <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Introducing our international rugby correspondent, Eric Nichols. This is the adult tour, which means you can drink if you want, and we can say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> for another episode of the B-Side Boys in the Wombat Den. I'm here with Gimli and Philly V. Gim, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Happy uh, Mardi Gras to you, Mr. Gray. Happy Valentine's Day, all that jazz. Thank you. I celebrate neither. Mm. Philly V, how are you? You know what I want to say, but you know. Good, you. Yeah, don't <laughs> ruin it. Yeah. It's, every time you ask me that, I'm just like, God, this, I always want to say it. Obviously, not to end the show or nothing. But. I know. I'm so ingrained to just like saying that. And Gimli's already bored yawning over here. For <laughs> I'm just relaxed. 30 seconds in, you know, all good. But yeah, glad to have you boys. Eric Nichols again, working on the road again. He's a hardworking little man. Union boy. Wouldn't union have that boy. problem if he wasn't in the union. <laughs> yeah. Protect him, though. It's okay. That's all right. But you know what? He's going to join us later in the show. He's going to call in, talk Six Nations at the end of the episode. But yeah, we got a nice little episode here for you. We got Mark Blong coming up. He's going to talk about the Ambassador League. Might have seen some stuff on social media about it. Got some people talking. Really excited about this and what it can do for rugby in Iowa and the growth of it. So we'll get to that later. And uh, also just want to remind people too. Thank you for listening to the podcast portion here, whether you're on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you get your podcast. But also, we have a new portion of the show. We have a YouTube series, The Pre-Post Show. Really want to encourage you, go check it out. It's five to seven minute long videos where we talk about things that we don't cover on the podcast. And we cover it on a, on a video series. And you get to see us and we put in uh, videos or we put in... Uh, pictures and you can see stuff that we're talking about we try to just quick hit because we know in this day and age it is hard to listen to someone ramble for two hours straight what huh yeah. Yeah. exactly so trying that and we have a new sponsor bbp rugby is now BBP. the sponsor of the video portion of the show they've also been supporters of the podcast check out their apparel they're awesome they're so gonna you're down with bbp oh you know me there you go so down. <laughs> oh yeah and actually i'm jumping around on the rundown here the iowa rugby union has a store on bbp so you can get iowa rugby union shorts you can get an iowa rugby union singlet you can get a quarter zip uh you can get a t-shirt you can get a sweatshirt uh, some awesome gear bbp makes awesome stuff they've made stuff for the wombats they've made stuff for des moines they've made stuff for the wombats academy they've got some stuff coming out i think for high schools coming up here soon check them out jordan sanderson he's in charge of it des moines guy ankeny guy iowa state guy local iowa guys supporting iowa guys Very uh, cool. love what he's doing and also mm-hmm. 
he wants to give back to the rugby community just like us so it's it's a great great partnership and also the Iowa Rugby Union is going to go through BBP whenever we order new kits for select side so that's why the shorts if you want to be in select side like hey those shorts will probably be important the singlet you can train in it or if you just want to support the union it's like we said we're trying to have some unity here in the state so unity check it out yeah didn't you'd be surprised how many people too like compliment my b-side boys like my blue shirt oh dude i've actually had a lot of people like i really like that shirt i'm like buy one <laughs> wow. like come on well if anything you're wearing phil i mean yeah, come I on i don't know if it's because i'm wearing it but the way you, you know. fill it out i tell you what fill it out um <laughs> i'm just saying the sleeves on all the shirts i mean very comfortable he, he has a great ratio of body to sleeve where the sleeve is just oh, yeah. a smidge mm-hmm. tighter makes the muscle pop a little a little pop give it a little pop I, I I do feel bigger when I wear it, like not as fat, like bigger in the arm, like <laughs> yeah, buffer, yeah, buffer, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he he knows what he's doing. He's looking out for burly boys like us, burly boys. And uh, so he's gonna, they're gonna sponsor the YouTube, uh, yeah, yeah. Check it out. You'll cool. hear it on the episode we just released yesterday. Sounds great. Um, yeah. and I was gone last week, and saw a sad face, but I got to experience the podcast as a listener without actually being there in person and man it just brought me back without hearing your own voice yeah Those are, like i'm not gonna lie the ones that i'm in which is majority are hard for me to listen to because i don't like listening to myself talk it's hard to listen to but your when own i'm voice. not in it it's like oh i can listen to this all day i get i, I agree with that try editing every minute of this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but, but i'm numb to it now where it's just like i know i sound like a douchebag so i'm no cool with it. <laughs> but, but I, it, that's just how our brain that's yeah just how your brain is wired it's it's so hard to hear yourself and i love it too whenever we have people on and then I'll send them a text like, hey, that was awesome. Thanks for doing it. And then they listen to it back and they're like, ooh, that's what I sound like. Like everybody has that reaction. <laughs> yeah. Like I forget. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what it's like. But no. It was a good app. And I was going to say too, um, so that was the first time you've listened to the podcast when you weren't on it? No. Or was like but 90 it was, episodes it was... before. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've listened to other ones. It was just kind of like a re, it rekindled the fire of just listening to it, you ooh, know? Ooh. As I was just like, you know, I'll, I'll listen because they're my friends. And Do you have any notes for us? Any any feedback? Uh, honestly, I thought, I thought it went pretty well. I am bummed I didn't get to see uh, Bryant Reynolds. You know, I did. I, we could have had some, some good talk. Sounds like he wanted me to be here, so that made me feel, feel good about myself. Yeah. He was very disappointed that you weren't here. I know. <laughs> so here's the thing. I thought it was Ryan Reynolds, like Deadpool, so I didn't, I didn't want any part of that guy. I mean, he goes and buys a soccer club instead of buying a rugby club. Oh, I mean, man. get out of town. It's because he's smart. And his <laughs> wife's hanging out with Taylor Swift. I don't know. I oh, just, man. There's so many things. But then I found I out it was Bryant Reynolds. I was like, oh. And you know what? We're going to have him on again, especially like as the union president, as things pop up. He'll be, he'll be a common guest on the show because it's like, it'll be good to have an inside like track to like, hey, this, this popped up. You want to come on? Share what's going on in the union and tell a Gimli story cool i like that yeah i think that's fun and you know also you guys had a little experience this past weekend too one thing with rugby you know really trying to get out in the community and show people who don't know rugby that it's more than just rugby it's more than just running out hitting each other and and having a beer afterwards but the community in rugby is is a great community there's great people um and making sure we give back to the community is a huge thing. And you guys were able to go with the Wombats to partner up with Sleep in Heavenly Peace. Mm-hmm. Phil, do you want to talk about that a little bit? 
Yeah, so essentially what they do is they build beds and supply like beds for like families in need. So you'd actually be very surprised how many kids in the metro don't actually have beds mm-hmm. to sleep in, which mm. really like broke my heart like hearing that but and it's really it's something cool you they take do. for granted too yeah. that, oh, you, you yeah. just think much about it but it's like sleep is obviously very important and like kids not getting a good night's sleep you know like and that's out of their control yeah you know exactly. like that that breaks your heart because it's like that that kid has no control of that mm-hmm. and it affects their life in such a way so being able to go and and build these beds and and hear the story and and that's something too i think we'll we'll continue to do and they also shared that you know they're still looking for people to help um, with monetary donations, not yeah. only just building beds, yeah. but if you go to their Amazon wish list, it's on the Wombats page, or you can go to their website, yeah. uh, you can order bed sheets. Yeah, they need new, they, they don't take donations of old bed sheets and stuff, reused, like yeah. used, they, so they need brand new, like twin, regular size mm-hmm. bedding. Um, they have quilts and stuff. But yeah, they, we, you know, you go in, they show you, they have a really good system. Oh like, yeah, literally they, they have like specialized that. tools and specialized like jigs and stuff just mm-hmm. to like make it make it super you know dumb proof. So you don't have to be handy because that's something too. I feel like people are like, oh, I don't know how to build stuff. I don't really work with power tools. Like yeah. you just walk in and just. So Vic said he didn't know. I mean, he did cut himself on a staple, but other than that, <laughs> other than that, he was, we got the blood off the bed before. He, no, you know, yeah, I mean, like fine. they they walk you through it pretty well and they have it set up so it is like borderline dummy proof and. Yep. You know, it's very, like, efficient operation they have going, and it was very, like, a it was a fulfilling feeling being able Definitely. to, like, you know, do that. So yeah, being that really selfless, cool. like, and that's something, too, I think it's really easy to think, like, oh, doing rugby is a little selfish. You're hanging out with your buddies. Oh, it's very you're, selfish. You're <laughs> going out and doing stuff, but it's like, you know, we have this manpower, and other clubs that have people power, person power, woman power, like whatever whatever makeup the club is, you know, we have all these able-bodied people who can go out and, and do stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to let the community know that, like, we're not just hooligans. We're not just like, yeah. hey, we came to your town, we're going to drink a bunch and go crazy. Like, no, we, we care. And, mm-hmm. and that's I think that's important, um, especially, too, as, like, the Wombats try to become a nonprofit and try to work with youth programs with the Wombats Academy, like, it's more than just a bunch of dudes in their 20s, 30s, and 40s playing rugby on Saturday. It, and it's got to exactly. be more than that because if it's just that, uh, you know, what's the point? You know, mm-hmm. so I think it was awesome. Yeah. You can also become a bunkhead for Sleep in Heavenly Peace where you donate $20 a month. Oh, no, $20 over the course of a year. And that will contribute to a bed. Um, and it just... It's just a huge difference in a child's mm-hmm. life. So if you're interested in this program, sleep in heavenly yeah. peace. Or if you, if you have a, I was thinking, sorry to interrupt, yeah. Mr. Gray. They're all over the country. That's all I was going to say. Yeah, they're all over the country, but this is just the Des Moines. So they only are like a few different Des Moines zip codes, and they still, I think, have like 400 kids they, on the waiting list right few, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they're making them as quick as they can, and it all depends on who comes and helps. So part of it is getting the bed frames, like mm-hmm. cut the wood cut and get stuff set up. But the other part of it is actually – which we didn't get to experience, but we heard firsthand going actually to the people's homes, delivering them and setting the beds up for the kids in their house and meeting the families and talking to them. And they're still, so they're always looking for people to do that. So if you're coaching or playing for a college or a high school team, and maybe you want to do something for, you know, a nice 
team outing, team building. Yeah, take your whole high school team. Yeah, you, take, you know, and even and if it's not rugby, even or you got friends or you know whatnot. Yeah. Definitely buy some brownie points too if you're a hooligan and you want to. <laughs> if you need some get good some better karma because you've done a lot of bad and you need to put some good <laughs> in the world. Exactly. Yeah, I mean we've all been there, so no, it's it's good and and we want to see more of it. Um, just put some good out in the world, and also we have coming up this weekend the coaching clinic and yeah. the referee clinic from USA Rugby. I have more news. This is just wild. Bum, 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 bum. The coaching clinic capped out at 60. Whoa. We hit it. The ref clinic capped out at 12. We hit it. Both of them are at capacity. And I have multiple people emailing me or messaging me being like, hey, is it too late to get in? And I'm emailing USA Rugby to try to sneak in one or two or three more people. Um, because again, I don't have that automatically updated list. I, I'm just blown away by the amount of people who are doing this. I mean, the fact that we could have 12 to 13, 14 new referees and then 60 new coaches, it's, it's insane and it's going to be huge for our state. So shout out to everyone who's making this commitment and showing up for this. Uh, you know, it's, it's not very common that you have five instructors from USA Rugby show up to these things. And I think it's it's going to show people in USA Rugby, the Midwest, that like, hey, I was taking this seriously. Watch for their high school programs. Watch for their select side, their academies. Watch for these things because they want to grow. They want mm. to do better. So both of you guys are signed up for yeah. the coaching part, right? I am. Yeah. Heck yeah. Phil, you got a notebook ready to jot some stuff down? I do have a notebook, and I got a couple of pens. I mean, I only need one, but, you know. Nice. You never I'm know. I'm ready. Nice. You never know. No, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great day, and, and I'm just overjoyed to see that many people. And I really hope we see some new high school teams because mm-hmm. one of the biggest barriers we say, if you don't have coaches, you're not going to have a team. Well, now we have coaches. Step two, now we got to get in those schools, start recruiting, Get the football coach, track coach, wrestling coaches, ADs on our side, and just keep on building and building and building. And speaking of, you know, coaching high school, that's obviously sevens, the Iowa Rugby Union announced that the Iowa Summer Seven Series is officially back. Phil, instant reaction. Exciting. I'm super pumped. Cause, I mean, Iowa Summer Seven Series has always been like a great time it's mm-hmm. always been super fun mm-hmm. there's always a lot of like fun places to go and like especially like the hosting teams so yeah i'm pretty stoked for that don't know if i'm going to be playing in it this summer mm. but i'll be participating at least uh hang out hang out well and that's the thing too it's a good mix of you gotta have people to hang out too you know yeah it's a good mix of like social mm-hmm. you're out in the summer you're mm-hmm. out in the sun you can coach after saturday yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you coaching. Yeah, and you got your lawn chair, you got some drinks, and you're just hanging out with friends. And then there is the competitive aspect of you show up to the tournament. You were modeling this off of like World Rugby Sevens, where you go, you collect points, and at the end of the series, mm-hmm. there's going to be a champion. We're also talking about you know there could be social divisions where if players swap teams, whatever. But there will, no matter what, be a rostered division where when you show up. You roster your 12 guys for the day. You don't get to jump like, oh, man, my team got knocked out in pool play. I'm going to jump on the team that's in the quarterfinals. That's yeah. not going to be allowed. Yeah. Because I, a lot of people get mad and they're like, what's the that's point good. of even doing this if we're not going to take it seriously? Because, you know, you get to the championship game and there's 30 guys on each team. And it's like, right. wait a minute, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. So that's something. 
if you want to host, if your club wants to host, your city wants to host on the Iowa Rugby Union Facebook page is a Google Doc or a Google form that you can fill out. Basically, you say how many fields you have, what city you're in, what dates you would like to host. Can you host men's and women? Because that is something we're going to make sure that the women's tournament and the men's tournament is at the same place on the same day. And then just also what's going on in the city. Like we talked with Brian about like what other reasons should we come to the town? March 15th is the current deadline. So get those applications in because we'd love to have a schedule set before April is over. So then everyone just knows for the summer, like here's the four or five tour stops. Boom. We're good to go. Our summer schedule set. So March 15th is the deadline. If your club wants to host, go to the Iowa Rugby Union Facebook page, scroll down, you'll see a black crest with the seven in the middle of it. And if you click on the Google form, that's how you apply to be a host. So Jim, any thoughts about summer seven series? Oh, tons. I don't know. You know, my, my brain's just racing right now, but, uh, I haven't played summer sevens in probably a decade. So, but I did, I did have a good, like solid six years in a row where I was playing at least toys for tots. Toys for tots uh, is a good one. It was, it was always a fun time. Mm -hmm. I won the barrel of uh, liquor once, but I was only uh, 19. So they wouldn't let me collect it, um, (laughs) in the raffle. But we got around it. No, it's a fun time because even it's like, like you said, even if you're not in the competitive side or even if you're not in the social or you play a few socials matches and then you just kind of hang out, just like the hang. It's like an all-day tailgating atmosphere. There's families. There's dogs. There's Mm -hmm. little kids running around with rugby balls. You know, It's a good way to introduce people to the game and not be super serious and Mm -hmm. not as, as super serious but not, you know. It's like Mark Norman would say, you know, I'm jonesing for that hang. Yeah. <laughs> and you get a lot of bang for your buck. It's just, it's like, you know, yeah. what is it? You're there from 8.30 in the morning-ish, 8 in the morning, whatever, till like 5, 5.36? Eh, it's 3 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, 3. They, yeah. They, they peter out pretty, but I mean, you can keep it going for as long as you want. And then again, if you're in a town that has, you know, like Block Party or, or Irish, Irish Fest. Fest or, you know, who knows what the tour is going to look like. But if there's events going on in the town, like... Boom, you get done at 3 o'clock, go shower or not, and then hit the town and <laughs> do whatever's there. And and speaking of sevens, you know, you haven't played in a while. March 2nd and March 3rd is one of the first sevens tournaments in Iowa, oh. the Hawkeye Classic. Women's is going to be on Saturday, March 2nd. I'll be there. And so the college women's teams that are going to be competing in the Hawkeye Classic – Davenport University, Iowa State University, Lindenwood University, Missouri University of Science and Technology, Northwestern University, University of Illinois Chicago, University of Iowa, University of South Dakota, University of Northern Iowa, and University of Wisconsin Eau What I notice is you have some D1 powerhouses, you have some D1 AA powerhouses, and you have some D2 teams. Like it's a great mix of clubs from all over. Mm. What a great preseason tournament to like you know, get a good look at your team. You know, I'm looking at Lindenwood is obviously the favorite with all the national championships they've won. Um, I was talking to Ava Denner, who is, you know, on that Lindenwood squad. And she was just like, yep, I'm going to be there playing. Like, what a cool opportunity to play against, you know, some of her former high school teammates yeah. and some of her former Hawkeyes teammates. And, like, looking at Lindenwood and Davenport, their D1 clubs that compete in a different uh, division 
than the D1 clubs like Iowa State, UNI, and Iowa because the NCR and NCAA, it's a cool event where there's going to be crossover of teams that don't compete for championships against each other. And then these other clubs, you know, South Dakota, Illinois, Chicago, Euclid, uh, they're they're at a different division. Science and technology, Missouri University Science and Technology, just a good mix of clubs. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, great for a preseason tournament. Then when you look at the men's side on Sunday for colleges, there's a college division, Augustana and St. Ambrose. So is there a men's division? Yeah, I'll get to it. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Be patient. It'll take forever. I mean, the Wombats are in it. I mean, That's what I thought so, I was playing. That's what I was confused. I said, I'll be there. And then you just write off a bunch of women. And I'm like, I guess I'm not going to play oh, those there's, games. There's multiple. Divisions. Oh, yeah. okay. So for the Hawkeye Classic Men's or Hawkeye Classic Men's College on Sunday, Augustana, St. Ambrose, Benedictine University, Iowa Central Community College, Iowa State University, Loyola, Missouri University of Science and Technology, University of Health Sciences and Pharmacy. That's down in St. Louis. That's the one where Hunter Clark from Valley, he's playing for them. University of Iowa, University of Northern Iowa, University of Minnesota Duluth, University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire, University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. Again, a fantastic spread. That that is amazing because, again, you have... Iowa, Iowa State, you and I. You have some Wisconsin schools. You got Duluth. And then you have some of these smaller schools that, you know, maybe haven't been around in a while or haven't made some noise in a while. But Sevens is a great way to build it up. And this preseason tournament is a great way to do that. And then we get to the senior men's clubs. Bremer County Bucks, Dubuque Riverboat Gamblers, Iowa City Ducks, Quad City Irish, Quad City Lions, and the West Moines Wombats. Well, wait. Quad City, oh, Quad City Lions, Lions. still they're going to enter two teams then. Yeah, but okay. uh, I don't know. Quad City Lions has been different things throughout the year, so we'll right. find out on okay. March 3rd. From what we've been told, the Quad City Irish have like 50, 60 dudes sipped. Wow. So what I've heard also is that Quad Cities is going to have their D3 team in the fall. They're also going to try to have a D4 team. Oh, good for them. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that that's amazing. And so... Um, who knows what that Lions team like? What what it is yeah. going to be? Because again, it's had different. From as far as I know, it it's gone through different evolutions of what it is. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll see. Um, they're doing great things over there in the Quad Cities, and yeah, this is like a kind of like a D three. Yeah, it's just D three Iowa men's teams, but it'll be a great way to get the boots out, dust yeah. it off, give it a go. Um, yeah, no, that it's, is and that is. An indoor yes, tournament, yeah. correct? The yes, bubble. it is yeah. indoor in the bubble. So, yeah, bubble. March 3rd. Bubble. That's coming up very, very soon. It's like, what, three weeks? Yeah, about three weeks? That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot of running. Yeah. I think, too, uh, I think I'm going to take a portable microphone, and we'll see if we can make a B-Side Boys video while we're oh. there. I know that was an idea for Nashville last year. I'm gonna actually, <laughs> yeah, we tried, but. Yeah. I'm going to actually do it this year. What okay. happened in Nashville? How come you guys couldn't do it? We got distracted. Oh, okay. So, you know. I got too drunk and was (laughs) violently hung over. I was trying to say recording. I'm not (laughs) recording any videos. That's fair. And, like, also, too, I'm like, I'm not doing anything. And then I played the one match against, was it Louisville? Maybe. It was Louisville. And then that's when my hernia blew up and I couldn't move. And I had to lay down for, like, four hours. (laughs) And then we had to drive home. Yeah. Then we stopped in Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. The casino that was actually really fun. Are you coming this year? I don't know. I can't play. 
I know. I got about twelve weeks actually of PT right. to do still. So. Oh, I'm not asking him to play. Like just go hang out. My, I got. Depends on my PTO situation. It's, okay. pr- it's pricey, isn't it? So. No, not at all. Do we just hop in a car and we split a hotel room and? Yeah, it's not bad. At you all. can go to a gas station for all your food and drinks. Like we split a hotel room with how many people? Last year we had like I heard it. 10, <laughs> 10, 11 10 people in there, one yeah. room. I know. Ridgeway told me that it was it was so many guys I, that he I just may, didn't hang. He just didn't go to sleep one night. I may have threw up in Ridgeway's shoes. Yep, he didn't want to be in the room because there was so much. There was a smell. Let's just say it's rugby. Of course, there's yeah. a smell. We played, <laughs> and also it, smell. there was a downpour of rain the first night oh. we went out. Oh, so it washed you off. And and then my jeans were just soaked. And then they just sat in a corner. It's like, oh god, these stink. Oh yeah, and they smell musty. Everything was just stinky and wet and muddy. And I was a bl- it was you're a, really selling it. It was a rugby trip, man. It was, I know memories were made. It was really fun. How, you, many, how many days is it? Two, two, two. And you leave Friday. You leave Friday morning, and then Alec Lang is going to have a concert Friday night. That'll yeah, be awesome. That's the That'd biggest cool, thing. Yeah. yeah, and then you play Saturday. You play Sunday. Shout we out le- AJ Lang. We leave Sunday night, and then we stay in a hotel in like Missouri at a casino. We wake up Monday morning, and then it's just a couple hours, and we're home. Okay. Do you want to go? I do want to go. Okay. I'm not making a commitment right now. <laughs> no, that's that's 100% fair. So, yeah. And then speaking of sevens, I think the next thing we should talk about is the seven series is coming to L.A., Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Phil, fill me in on these uh, LA 7s. Well, I mean, first off, I guess in about another two weeks, they're going to be in Vancouver, and then the following week, they're going to be in LA, which is huge because it's like the only stop that's going to be in the U.S., and LA is, you know, I I guess it wouldn't be quite considered like a Vegas 7s deal, but it's still a pretty prime location to have a 7s tournament. People are sad that it's not in Vegas anymore because Mm -hmm. that was such a good party, but I think they look at it as like... LA is just massive. Yeah, and they're yeah. marketing it like a, it's going to be a big party. Food and like just party and rugby, just all sorts of It'll excitement. It was LA before it was Las Vegas. Yeah. It was Las Vegas 
And then before that, it was San Diego. Before that, it was L.A. Mm-hmm. But I was, like, gotcha. looking, like, just because I was, like, curious about, like, ticket prices. It's kind of like a weird little setup they got. Like, for some reason, it's, like, 25 bucks for, like, Friday. But then you got to buy, like, separate tickets for Saturday and, and Sunday instead of just being able to bundle it all together. Not like I'm going to be able to go, but still, though, it seems kind of inconvenient. That'd be so cool to go out to L.A. 7s. And, Gim, you sent me a link for the out in San Diego. Who is it? New Zealand and Fiji? New Zealand and Fiji are going to play an exhibition match this Snap June. Snapdragon Stadium. This That's June where San, San Diego, Diego plays. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And Gim was like, let's go. And I'm like, I wish I could. Dude, that'd be really cool. If I win the lottery, I'm bringing you all That's- with me. <laughs> It's like right in the prime of like MLR season too, though. So obviously yep. they must be getting in there when San Diego must be away or something. Or I mean, they could even do a double header or back to back games. That'd be cool, like that'd a be, rugby dude, weekend thing. That'd be so smart to get like, mm-hmm. I mean, like they already get like decent numbers for the San Diego games. Like mm-hmm. they have a pretty good fan base, but the Legion. Yeah, but they oh, just imagine that stadium. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't oh, have yeah. enough seats. Honestly, Dragon Stadium, the All Blacks yeah. and Fiji, and it's their A teams. It's not, or maybe mm-hmm. not their A, A. You know, not like. I guess in rugby, sometimes the A team is like the B team. You know what I'm right. saying? But, I mean, it's an international test. I mean, yeah. they, they are... It's two very, very... Like, they're, they're both tier one teams, yeah. essentially. Yes. So. And, again, I think this is a little bit of world rugby. Like, hey, uh, let's get back in the USA and mm-hmm. make fans excited for rugby because mm. the World Cup is coming. So, it's a mix of, like, you know, hey, it's always good to have rugby on American soil. It's a different product. And then just get excitement for the average sports fan build new rugby mm-hmm. fans and then it's a treat for hardcore rugby fans who are like i need to see these guys in person wow. yeah you know so sevens is huge we love it uh, a cool thing a couple summers ago mark blong from river city he started the intracity sevens he has a great mind for you know growing rugby and what's really cool is we're going to talk to him right now about a new venture called the ambassador league you may have seen like i said earlier on social media the iowa rugby union posted that in this fall there's this thing called the ambassador league coming it's something that myself and mark blong we both kind of came to this idea uh, separately and then we both were kind of just talking about hey how can we grow rugby in iowa how can we help support you know men's clubs who have 12 guys you know, I, I'd rather not see a team just disappear because they have 12 guys. How can we make rugby happen? And so we started getting some ideas. Mark is the head of the Ambassador League Committee, and we've had some conversations. So we're going to have Mark on to explain basically what is it. It's still in the blueprint planning phase, so not every question is going to be able to be answered. But the mission statement, the ideas, the goals will get that. The exact details of how it works isn't finalized yet because we want to find what works best for everybody but yeah let's give mark a call and uh let's check it out this interview is brought to you by tighthead brewing company tighthead brewing company is a craft brewery located in mundelein a suburb of chicago their brew pub is a neighborhood institution where friends and families can meet up and enjoy great music wonderful company and the best beer in town since they opened their doors in 2011, they've poured their heart and soul into every glass. Stop in and taste what they're talking about. Also, if you are not from Chicago, make sure you go to your local grocery store, liquor store, restaurant, bar, pub, whatever. Ask the bartender, ask the owner, ask whoever runs the place for Tight Head Brewing Company beer. They 
distribute through Dahl Distributing. You can drink it in Iowa. It is found in Iowa. And oh yeah, the name Tighthead. Bruce played rugby for 13 years, mostly as a Tighthead prop. Bruce is the owner, founder, and master brewer. Enjoy Tighthead Brewing Company. All right, and we are here with Mark Blong. Mark, head of the Ambassador League Committee. How you doing tonight? Good, Aaron. Good to hear you guys. Yeah, no, so uh, a lot of conversations going on about, hey, how do we continue to grow rugby? How can we support everybody in the state? How can we help brand new teams? How can we help teams that are struggling? And how can we help random guys that are looking for a home? And how can we help clubs that maybe have... 30 guys on their roster, but they don't know how to get playing time for guys number 23 through 30. So, yeah, kind of tell everybody, in your words, what is the Ambassador League in your vision? Um, basically, uh, what our, our state's laden with rugby players, uh, a lot of players that don't connect to rugby even afterwards, but there's a lot of players, or a lot of clubs that are really thriving and some that are struggling a bit. And to me, um, the thought of clubs not getting to play or exist because they don't have numbers, while there are numbers in the state, just it doesn't make sense. So there's there's a need and there's a resource, and we just need to connect those. So um, <clears throat> what this league basically be is, is a pretty open platform, low barrier platform for, for new clubs and returning clubs. Um, with uh, taking a lot of the organizational stuff on as a union with this committee um, just to provide that platform. So there isn't so much on some of these clubs. A lot of times people are asking, what's the union going to do to help some clubs? I think this is perfect for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this league um, will prop up some of these clubs to play. Hopefully we're looking at doing some super sites and uh, bringing, bringing the, the clubs together in certain spots, but also we have a lot of new referees that are still players. There'll be opportunities for them to referee in this league. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it's still a competitive league, uh, but still fun in, in capturing some of the social aspects, but also the unity of our state. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, to give people a picture, like to envision, okay, it's a Saturday in the fall, and this is how I picture it. It's, you know, you got a club who only has 12 guys. And they were not able to compete in the D4, D3 because they just they can't consistently get 15 and they don't want to forfeit matches. So instead of even committing, they go into this ambassador league. So those 12 guys, they drive to the location we've agreed upon, you know, in this spring or this summer. And so let's say the first location is... Uh, in Boone, Iowa, just a random town, right? Let's say for some reason someone in Boone's like, I want to host. So you have this rugby club that's struggling to get numbers. They send 10 guys. Well, then let's say the Wombats have three extra guys that we can't fit on our top 23. We send them. Let's say there's a couple of kids who are in college who are sipped with their team, uh, but they're not traveling out of state for whatever reason. They show up and they play. Then let's say there's a guy in Oskaloosa who wants to start a new club, but he's by himself, but he still wants to play. He shows up. You have a brand new club like Blackhawk who has a handful of guys and they're trying to build momentum. They all show up. And then so this happens. Maybe we get some old guys, um, not old guys, but guys who are with 
go for college, right? And they're still like, hey, I want to play rugby, but there's only six of us left who actually want to still play. They all show up. So now we have in Boone, Iowa, this location, and there's 42 guys who want to play rugby. Cool. We take those 42 guys. We try to keep guys on the same team if, like, they show up as a club. And then we split them down the middle, 21 and 21. We play an 80-minute match. Let's say only 20 guys show up. We play a 10s match. Let's say 70 people show up. We play multiple matches. And really, it's just an opportunity. Get people together. Play 15s rugby. And, you know, then we can also, when guys show up, they have to fill out a survey. On that survey, they have to share their SIP number because to be a participant, you must be SIPped. You will not be allowed to play. This isn't old school. It's 2001, and we pull a fan off from the crowd who's like, this looks cool. I want to jump in. And we know right. we know so many people. That's how a lot of people started. Liability, insurance. Mm-hmm. We don't want to risk the union. We don't want to risk any referee. We don't want to risk any player. We don't want anyone to put themselves at risk because somebody was not registered they were not sipped that is not good so to play you must be sipped you must fill out the survey and then in that survey we'll have data that will let us know hey where are people coming from Mm. where where do people want to play you know what can we do to support them and then the next week maybe it's you know a different group of you know 60 guys and then we shuffle the teams around again but really it's just getting all those loose ends in the same place so then that way they have the opportunity to at least play in a 15s match and then hopefully in the next year the goal is those clubs that have 10 or 12 guys they graduate and they go to the d4 league or d3 league hopefully they get up to 20 guys and then we just keep building that way uh anything that you would change from that or anything i missed or anything else just kind of in the vision of like what a saturday would look like oh and then a social too to celebrate and yeah, we're we're kind of playing with a couple different ideas too. Um, we we're we're playing with uh, the idea of utilizing Sundays, um, if that would that would help teams if they want to travel with, you know, if they're a B side C side player, and their team's got a game if they want to go and support. You know, some of those guys might not be available. Mm. So we've toyed with that idea. Um, also, one big thing from being on a club that was struggling a lot of times, even when you're just kind of close and you, you're having a hard time making that decision of entering league or not because your numbers are tight uh, to, to know that you don't have to force into that mm-hmm. and be like because by, by the end of it, especially if league is long season like the D3 was this past year I mean you're, that's daunting throughout the whole season so um, some of those clubs that are tight it's like you have another option that you don't have to like fold for a season because you only have 15 you got a home but also for clubs that are really struggling like you mentioned um if i could talk to everybody that was on a club that almost folded or did fold and say hey there's a platform that basically gives you no excuse to fold there's something there for you Mm -hmm. because if you're the only team that's not in league you're probably on the pathway to folding because you don't have a platform to play games so um kind of getting in touch with those those different clubs that are struggling in Iowa right now, I, I, the conversations so far that I've been a part of uh, is, just, is full of excitement of being like, dude, yeah, we might need to bring back our club. I'm going to contact some of the guys I used to know or some of the clubs that were struggling. Just uh, the mindset behind someone on a struggling club, especially if you're one of the only guys that are 
still around and you're doing everything to keep it afloat Mm -hmm. and you still have that creeping thought of like what are we going to do if we don't have numbers yeah to take that away and let people focus while having a positive mindset is huge i think oh for sure and i think too like when you have the schedule preset like how easy is that it's like hey just drive to des moines this weekend you play drive to cedar rapids you play drive to quad city hey i can't make that one no big deal because there's 40 other guys that are going to be there from all across the state like show up or don't like i mean it's all good and hey i i mean we both know even you know the wombats like we had at least 15 guys at every match but there was a couple matches we rolled up with 17 and i didn't know if we were gonna have a full 15 the day of the match (laughs) even though we had 32 guys sipped that doesn't mean 32 guys are showing up Mm, you know there's there's nothing more frustrating than trying to get a head count and especially when you have a league match and you're just like guys are we are we even going to show up for this, it's like, you know, hey, we got 12 guys. Maybe eight will show up. But it's not the end of the world if only four show up because there's going to be a ton of people there. And if you want to play, you're going to make it happen. And it takes pressure off of people. And we hope people can fall back in love with the game. And, and again, too, when a team is like, hey, we're not playing any matches this fall. Well, people are going to find other stuff to do. You know, they're right. going to go. Maybe they're going to join an ice hockey league or a bowling league or... Um, you know, whatever is in their town, they, they're going to find something else and they're not coming back to rugby. So this is how we keep them in the game and keep them having fun. And it's a huge networking opportunity. There's going to be people making connections Absolutely. that they never thought they'd make. And it could lead to the formation of brand new clubs, or it could lead to, you know, bringing back some old clubs. And that really pumps me up that you said, like the feedback you've gotten, there's guys from old clubs who are like, let's bring it back. Let's go. There's some uh, target. There's some target areas right now too. I, I won't say too much. Cause I don't want to speak ahead of myself, but some target areas we've talked to some rugby guys we know in those areas. And they're like, yeah, within a year or two, we want to pop up a club. So I think they might get their feet wet in That's this, awesome. this year. So it's already just, you know, with the announcement today, uh, there's already like hope there. And I think, one thing sometimes people lose sight of is the clubs that are struggling or um, maybe not competing at the highest level. They're still vital to rugby growing in our state. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. A good example is River City. I mean, this weekend uh, we have ties to like 12 people doing a coaching course down mm-hmm. in, down there this weekend. It's like if River would have folded, the state's without, you know, probably eight to ten of those coaches it's possible, you know. Yeah, so, and then no high school team, uh, no intercity sevens. I mean, there's there's such a butterfly effect of that, and so we we need to reach back into those communities. And and again, like you said, this is a way to to build that trust and to unite people and to show like yeah, like everyone always says like, hey, how is the union going to help me? And hopefully, this is that first you know hand reaching out to be like hey th- this is an idea and and also to getting feedback from people i know uh michael klosterman has been reaching out as well to people and really trying to connect yeah. with older clubs and and guys that haven't been around for a while and just really trying to hear from everybody and it's not just like you know one person making decisions it's taking the voices of the people before us what's worked what hasn't worked and then let's make it work you know right. honestly what i'm seeing right now in response is that this this probably can be and, and we've we're we're kind of looking at this uh 
put them together, if there's this much of a strong response, that it might end up being like a legitimate league with standings and, and some meaningful games and a, a tournament at the end. So um, based on what, what response we get, uh, it might be a, a fun league, a league where people really buy into it and uh, some guys that just want playing time. Like, I love the idea of, of like, as I'm an aging player, that if if River was good, I would love to just, you know, if, if they kind of evolve and, and I'm on the outskirts, I'd love to just show up and help out another team with B-side players and, mm-hmm. Pass and strap hands, on the yeah. boots. You know, like that sounds fun to people that have stepped away from club play because a lot of times when you're on an active team that's strong it's you got to give a lot of effort and time to and then you got a family but you can make a one weekend you know trip to somewhere to have a good time with rugby you know oh for sure and that's where too it's like if one week we have 20 people show up and the next week there's 75 rugby's happening you know and it's and it's more than than nothing that those guys would have been involved in so mark i appreciate for coming on and just kind of giving a little peek behind the curtain about what this looks like and and where we're heading and obviously you know open to feedback open uh, like it's we're like i said we're in the blueprint the the planning stage there's a lot of ways we could go about this but really we just want to find a way where it's sustainable and it and it works for the people involved and i think we're we're on a good path so i appreciate everything you're doing man and appreciate everything the committee's doing because i i really do believe in this and think that you know this is something that's gonna have some very positive effects as long as we you know have clear guidelines expectations and uh i I feel like we're we're ahead of schedule so let's let's keep it rolling man yeah the the one thing i'd like to add is uh I'll, i'll be very transparent with anyone from our union that's interested in this so uh if anyone wants to reach out to me uh definitely do that if you have questions or thoughts uh, I love sharing the idea because I think when people learn more, they they even way more excited. Obviously, you know, I got like that working document. I'm continuing to update it with mm-hmm. with things. I'm happy to share that with people too. So, um, if anyone has questions about the committee, if you're a union member, go ahead and reach out to me, or if you're even from another state. So, yeah, no, that's I think that's what's really cool about this committee too is there's no like I don't know what the word is like home bias or anyone being like oh i'm just doing this to help my like everyone's being very selfless and like this is all about growth because we know just a bunch of iowa dudes one i would rugby to to take off so oh yeah so mark i appreciate for all the ideas thinking outside the box because again it, it it comes from a place of care and uh yeah let's uh let's uh talk again soon yeah, thanks for the B-Side boys, and, and thanks to the union for supporting us. Uh, we're on to something here, so thanks three time. Yeah. Cheers, brother. See thanks, you. man. Cheers. All right, and that was Mark Blong talking to us about the Ambassador League. Uh, Gim, before we started, you know, you didn't you didn't really have much info, and I just, you're like, hey, I see this on the rundown. What is it? And I just said, you'll find out. So, what'd you find out? Well, I found out. I tell you what. I found out that it's uh, the Ambassador League. It's an opportunity for any players out there that are maybe feel like they're, you know, how they like in a desert or on an island. Mm-hmm. They're in a place or an area where there's not organized rugby club or it's too far to travel. Mm-hmm. Um, this gives them the opportunity to have scheduled 
no pressure. Too. Organized, yeah, organized weekends and game times that they can show up mm-hmm. with other guys from uh, or girls from other parts of the state or surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, well, and, and then make make their own teams and actually have competitive rugby or people that are semi-retired or retired can kind of come out knock the dust off the boots once or twice a year if they want oh yeah and that's what i love about this too is like selfishly like thinking of it from like a wombat's perspective they're like i said we had 30 i think it was actually 36 guys sipped this last year Mm -hmm. and we never had all 36 ready but there was a couple weekends where we had 28 29 guys who are like hey i'm available and we had to make tough decisions like oh we can only pick 23 Mm-hmm. You know, and even then, like when you pick 23, getting all 23 guys in and getting them good minutes is hard because you always, especially those like last two subs, you're like, ooh, do we want to hold on and wait in case someone gets injured? We don't really know. Like, it, yeah. And then it's like, oh, there's five minutes left. That's, that's kind of garbage. Like, we've all been there. We've all been the 23rd Absolutely. guy before. And you understand that role. But what if there's a weekend where it's like, you know, hey, 28 guys say they can play. What if we sent eight of those 28 guys so only 20 guys go to the d3 side and then eight guys go to this ambassador league and then they get to play full 80 minutes and they have their they have other teammates you know obviously some guys might be like you know i'm, I'm not doing that i don't want to do that i want to be with the wombats but if there are young guys who are like i just want minutes and if i'm not going to get it here we don't like i would love for the wombats to have a d4 side but we need 60 members to That's even consider hard. it. Yeah. Those Ooh. Bremer D4 days were not very fun. <laughs> I was being a part of that team. That was right. All of us were part oh, of the Bremer D4 because yeah. I made when we were with Bremer and I was that 23rd-ish guy. I was always on the cusp of making the top 23 my first year with Bremer. Left you and I. And, uh, yeah, it was one of those things where I'm like, I want more minutes. And I talked to Casey and was like, what if I recruit a bunch of people and we enter a D4 team? He's like, if you can find the people, let's do it. And we, I mean, the D3 roster suffered because... Yeah, so there was like weeks where it's like they had 17, 18 guys and the D4 said it had 15, 16 guys. Yeah. You know, and it's like... Uh, but then you're at that weird like, spot of like, yeah. well, we had 32 guys available. That, that want to play, yeah. So it gets real tough. And then that D4 fall was when it was 2016 we qualify for nationals 2017 that spring is when we went to nationals and then i feel like you know myself and tom we moved from d4 to d3 when we made that run and it was because of the depth we had Mm -hmm. but the problem is you know how do you keep 32 guys happy this could be a way to do it without having an entire b side that you have to worry about some weeks you're going to send zero guys to the ambassador league Mm -hmm. other weeks you could send eight yeah Again, if they want to go, because it might be, you know, hey, we're going to do something in Bettendorf. And guys are like, I'm not driving to Bettendorf, man. And then other weeks, it's like, hey, they're going to do something in Fort Dodge. Okay, I'll drive up to Fort Dodge with some buddies and play in the Ambassador League. Mm -hmm. And then again, this is going to be a way to restart old clubs. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's not like Gopher College is going to be like, hey, we have 23 guys magically. But if, like, one guy returns, and then he brings a buddy, and then he brings two buddies, and then five years down the road, boom, they're back. That's the goal. I'm excited. It's a good goal. I think it's it's doing something. Mm -hmm. Again, I, I hate seeing people that I watch in rugby for years just fade out because, like, oh, I didn't have a match that made sense for me. And hopefully this makes sense for people. 
So, yeah. Great. Uh, also, talking about things that make sense, round two of Six Nations. It don't make it's dollars. It don't make sense. And speaking of sense, I think I might have a nickels or two to put. I don't know what I meant by that. That's Eric close. Nichols will be you here. You were getting there. Yeah. yeah we're going to talk So, let's call in Eric Nichols. So, real quick, just a rundown. Uh, France beat Scotland 20-16. to 16. A lot of controversy oh, at the end of that game. Yeah. Did they beat them? England, yeah. England beats Wales 16-14. to 14, Much closer than anticipated. Yeah, Wales was winning at one point. Yeah. yeah. And then and, and Ireland then beats kicking. Italy 36-0. to zero. Oh, yeah. So, that some one. big ones there. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's give Nichols a call. And now let's take a break to hear from one of our sponsors. Convergence Acquisitions LLC is an organization dedicated to providing their creditor partners with a compliance solution for accounts receivable portfolio sales and servicing they enable for their clients to focus on their core business and provide them with a reliable partner they can count on to acquire distressed portfolios. Through over 30 years of accounts receivable management experience, they have developed processes and procedures to recover account portfolios while exceeding compliance expectations. They have partnered with well-respected law firms and other recovery vendors to create an ideal solution for their partners. Convergence Acquisitions evaluates and acquires portfolios including credit card, retail card, consumer loans, auto loans, draft deposit accounts, EMS services, and more. For more information on selling portfolios to use, please contact our business development team at 855-200-6096 or via email at acquisitions at convergenceacquisitions.com. Gim, while I'm giving him a call, uh, do you want to kind of just fill in about uh, what what was your favorite match to watch this weekend? My favorite match to watch was probably the France-Scotland game. 100%. It was was just... I was I was late to building beds because of it. To be honest with you, yeah, uh, you piece of shit. I <laughs> know <laughs> I got to watch the first half, and then I had to watch highlights for the second half. So that was unfortunate. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! You're on air. Well, this is the first time ever Hello? we've wait. Hey, Eric, is that you? Hello. Yeah. What the? Is this Eric Nichols? All right, I was. How did that... I thought I answered and I didn't. We, it went to voicemail. We, we were leaving you a voicemail and then you started Whoa. talking. I think I tried to... I answered your call late because I was talking with Zeus. Yeah, what are you talking to him about? Right down to the wire. Nice. <laughs> Friend and, of the program. And we are we are recording, so before you just bash him like we normally do, I just wanted, <laughs> yeah. wanted to warn you. So we got you. We got, got you him. here. We just uh, mentioned that round two of the Six Nations started. And, uh, yeah, we want to get our international correspondence take on it. Yeah, I hate to burst your bubble, but it's not only started, it's ended. It's complete. Round two is <laughs> in the books. Boom. <laughs> busted so yeah let's uh let's start with scotland and france uh, a lot of controversy there what uh what was your takeaway from that match i would say the biggest takeaway of the match in general i thought france was going to be a lot stronger this six nations round than they are i frankly think they need either dupont or entomac their normal 10 in there they just have lost composure they lack the french flair Scotland with Finn Russell at 10 have shown bits of greatness and other times they it's like they don't know what they're doing like a very Scotland like 
find a way to lose the game kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Pretty tight game, fun game. Um, so France wins 2016. It ends, the game ends in a very controversial try, not try by Scotland, depending Sounds on how good. deep you want to get into it. There's audio of the center referee saying that he saw the ball grounded and then the TMO talked him out of it, essentially. Wow. I think it's a, an overstep on the TMO. I was going to say, that's pretty damning because, like, when the center ref makes the call, I feel like that's that's the call. You're there. I mean, I know you have the TMO, but for him to talk him out of it, ooh. Because they always say, Adam Falk always say, says, like, if you're an AR, right? And obviously that's not a TMO. If you're an AR and you see something, you don't tell the center ref, like, hey, that was a high tackle. Give him a red. He says, talk to him in a way that will lead him to that decision. But at the end of the day, that's his decision. Yeah, so I think that he, you know how it is when you have the, it's not an official stance like blow the whistle talking to the, the players. He's talking with his other referees, and I understood as him saying he witnessed the ball grounded, then mm-hmm. TMO comes back. I don't know. Frankly, I've had uh, ear infections and strep throat run through my house this whole weekend, so my <laughs> viewing of it was spotty. But I did, I did watch the replay, and I thought the ball was grounded, mm. which would have given Scotland the try and put him up one point right into the end of time. But, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it goes back to the World Cup, and then, you know, they cover it pretty well in that whistleblower's dock on TMO involvement. You know, it's too big of a task for one person and one set of eyes to run the whole game. So I think the replay is good, but I think sometimes they just ironing out the details of what should be what when seem to be more difficult than we would like it to be. Mm-hmm. And speaking of whistleblowers, we're gonna review that documentary when you're when you're back in studio. We're saving it. All for right, you. I won't talk about it anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, you can mention it, but just just don't spoil it because I I haven't watched it. Whatever. Oh, you haven't? No, I just haven't had a chance because in my house. Uh, ear infections and an eye infection are running through my house. So. Eye infection? Oh lord! Yeah. All right, I want oh, God, so the main character dies at the end of it. Well, my my did kids, you sanitize my, this my place kids are upstairs before We're we downstairs. came here. They're just they're just your son high fived me when I came in. Yeah, well, his hand isn't leaking; it's his eyeball. Oh He's man, rubbing his eyes. Oh, I'm done. So, not alive. I'm done you for. You fart on his pillow. He farted. He farts all the time. All right, keep going. Uh, Who next doesn't? Match. <laughs> Um, England, Wales. England, Wales. A lot of cards in that one. That was a wild game. Is that a Donnie Brook, as they would say? It was a Donnie Baker, man. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what a Donnie Brook is. It's like a brawl. Oh, all right. Fair enough. So, yeah, England comes out. Let me get my notes. I actually, I text my notes to the correct phone this time. Hey, good job. <laughs> they came I out. we were uh, going to FaceTime. I can't even see you guys. They were shorthanded, weren't they? So, England got a yellow card from a high tackle super early in the game. And then just minutes a, after. Was just it minutes a high after, tackle? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think it was tough because, I mean, there was clear shoulder contact <laughs> to the head mm. but to do it was also like a, 
it was like a dummy and the guy that tackled it i think the guy the guy that was all accessible he's a block and he was bent over like completely horizontal like not face to face like sam kane in the world cup mm-hmm. so a lot of people didn't think it was i was okay with the call i mean they're all about safety sometimes in the game of rugby people's heads get hit incidentally more or less and he's got to deal with a call that isn't the easiest to stomach but overall the they're putting enough enough emphasis on player safety and reducing head injuries that it was is consistent in my opinion mm-hmm. fair enough so then shortly after that uh wales takes a line out an attacking line out their mall goes in england pulls the mall down and they get a penalty try and a yellow card because of the intentional intentionally killing them all so mm. england's down 13 guys pretty early Wait, they only had two guys on the field? They lost 13 guys. <laughs> there was 13 guys in the mall, all of them, yellow. But luckily, there were, there were two, it was two fills out there, so they were able to make it a game. So they didn't get a lot of chairs. For the <laughs> but then, it, you know, it was kind of just a back-and-forth battle. Wales was up 14-8 for a majority of the time, and they were really in the driver's seat, Wales – as a club, lost a ton of capped, experienced guys and just could not keep it together. And England ended up winning a really close one. It was 16-14, I think. How pissed off is Wales? Because they should have beat Scotland. They're right there with England. I mean, two very close matches. They're 0-2. And, I mean, they have a shot. They could be 2-0 and and in the driver's seat for competing for a championship. I mean, I know their coach came out after the first game, and he was like, that was the worst half of rugby ever, and we suck. And then they come out, and they lose a two-point match after having a lead. I mean, what what do you think is going on in that locker room or in those in those meetings? Well, I'm sure they're bummed. I mean, Warren Gatlin, I believe, is their coach's name, who mm-hmm. was, respo- or was their coach when they won a lot early. He's um, a well-respected man in the rugby world but I think coming into this tournament if you if you could look at it realistically I mean no one expected them to do anything mm-hmm. they had a lot of un, untested guys at the club level and a lot of caps a lot of players with a lot of caps retiring and I think they've played really well mm-hmm. I think that they should be excited with the future obviously not happy with the results but mm. I thought that I thought them in Italy would be battling for who's the shittiest team in the six nations and both teams have shown quite a lot of character wales as you mentioned could be two and oh so i don't know i think it's probably a tough pill to swallow like maybe it'd even be easier to stomach if you get beat by you know two tries every time but to be that close and mm-hmm. not get it i think would just be motivation momentum moving forward yeah because i almost feel like it's they're ahead of schedule because, like you said, they got young guys, they got new guys, and they're doing better than anticipated. But by being this close, it's almost like, ah, we could, we could be there. And it's like, but they're, they're ahead of where they should be. You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? It's, it's a weird yeah. mindset to have. But as a fan, it's really easy to be like, oh, if we just did this one thing, we would be undefeated. But it's also <laughs> like they had to do so many yeah, things right to even be in this position. Yeah. So. 
and yeah, I mean they have they've lost a lot of depth and they have a lot, a lot of young guys, but they also have a lot of really talented rugby players on their team. So yeah. Oh, yeah. And did did uh, Wales did Wales get a card towards the end of the game? Uh, like the I last, don't know. The last ten minutes, didn't they have somebody with a yellow? I don't know. I'm rewatching the game in the 53rd minute, so give me another 40 minutes. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, let, let me right. know. All right, we'll call you back. We'll continue this interview. <laughs> just to answer that one question we could Google. Um. No, no, sorry. I just fast-forwarded. I'm in the 74th minute, and Wales has a yellow card. You are correct. Deliberate knock-on? They knock-on deliberately? That sounds right, actually. That sounds right. This Peacock app is kind of a motherfucker. It's kind of hard to... It is. seconds away. <laughs> By the way, you not on the show until now, that's the first mf -er we've dropped this episode. <laughs> oh, I might have oh, said well. it earlier. I don't think so. I turned your mic off. You guys off, didn't though. swear at oh. all? We do. We just keep it clean. We're classy. Just no motherfucking. <laughs> Unless it's necessary. Uh, what do you guys say? Chucky Darns. <laughs> oh, biscuits. All right, so uh, we got shiver me timbers. We got one more match. Ireland. They beat up on Italy. I mean, Ireland's top of the table. Italy's bottom. That's it. Yeah, and I'll just maybe <laughs> talk just about Ireland and Italy. Not so much about that game. I paid the least amount of attention of the of the first two weekends of the Six Nations of that game. But coming into this tournament, I thought. Ireland was going to take a step back without Johnny Sexton and the, the main thing that we've learned is that Ireland is ridiculously deep and they've it's lost they haven't hardly lost a millimeter let alone a step with Johnny Sexton retiring mm -hmm. Matt Hansen their wings out he's a big name but James Lowe, James Lowe. is playing phenomenally the entire forward pack the whole team is moving well together Jack Crowley at 10 yeah, they're good. just mm -hmm. they're gonna walk through this whole fucking Six Nations I mean honestly it's their tournament to lose you need to start talking about who's gonna come in second pretty much Ireland's yeah. very good Italy got the respect of the Six Nations fact that it kind of lost in their first game against England but they controlled a lot of that and they mm -hmm. They played really well and should be really proud of themselves. I think that was a close game. Yeah, it was 24-26, and England yeah. won it right at the end. Mm -hmm. Ireland is a bridge too far for them. But, yeah, I, I think the the tournament as a whole is closer than we thought it would be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'd say, too, I mean, it's been very entertaining. I think we've been talking in the next, I think, maybe two weeks it's from now. It's two weeks, yeah, um, next matches. Yes, we're going to try to maybe do a watch party. Uh, at Pally's, see if they'll open up the doors just a little bit early for us, and uh, be cool nice. to get a group of people together to to watch a match. So, hopefully, we can we can get one of those ten forty five a.m. kickoffs and get a good crew out there because it it just is fun to to watch. You know that world. None of them are at ten forty five. By the way, what time are they at? Well, this on um, the list that I have is uh, all like military hours, so it's like essentially like two o'clock. Uh, four o'clock, and then the, a.m. No, two o'clock p.m. Four o'clock p.m. Like roughly around that time for Saturday, and then Sundays is like one o'clock. Are those are those local times in Europe? That's not right. If they played at two o'clock here, I mean, if it'd they, be like them. 
just, yeah, well, I mean, that's just what that's just what it says on here. So yeah, it might be from I don't know where. Phil, are you who's okay? got this one list? Phil, oh my god, we're gonna cut this whole thing. Oh, go fuck hey, yourself. <laughs> no, we're keeping it what, in. <laughs> what age? What age do kids start learning about time zones? Oh boy. Well, I know there's time zones, but it's like, <laughs> I guess I don't know who posted this. If they're probably not from America. <laughs> <laughs> All you can do is go to Google. Google just shows I'll me. just check Google. What are you then? trying to look up? What time the games start? What, next weekend? The the next round of games. That's it? That's it? That's it. Locally, uh, in eight, Iowa. Our time, 8.15 Saturday, oh, is Wales and Ireland. I got it right here. I yeah, mean, 8.15. Christ. Oh, yeah, 10.45 on Saturday. Oh, 10.45. Oh. Holy buckets, 10.45 <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> Phil, this was the best three Gosh. minutes this podcast uh, has ever produced. I, this is my resignation from the B-Side Boys. No, uh, you can't quit. You're in a contract. Did you just hit the button? I did. Yeah. Now. now you're back. You're rehired. Yay. You're too cute. <laughs> he, he is. Um, and you're cheap. Hey, yo. <laughs> so, hey, so, Ray, I did, uh, I did talk to... The reason I called Juice is I was... Have you talked about that DuPont rule at all? That, that, that was actually what I was going to ask you next was the fact that this oh, has nice. been so entertaining, but there's a lot of people, especially like people who play rugby, especially in Iowa, who are not used to the amount of kicks in the international game. And then they're also like, oh, they're just playing tennis back and forth, kick, kick, kick. So it was announced that there's going to be some trials and some different leagues on trying to reduce the amount of kicking back and forth and back and forth. And uh, we were kind of confused on what that new law change would look like. So uh, talk about it. Yeah, so I think just as the casual fan watching that Scotland-France game, you had Thomas Ramos, Scotland fullback, and then Finn Russell, or sorry, French fullback, Finn Russell, Scotland fly half standing basically on each other's like 30 meter lines staring at each other kicking the ball back and forth and not moving mm-hmm. catching standing thinking pondering cigarette smoking <laughs> kicking and repeating <laughs> and i watched and i was like what in the fuck i mean it's like i've got kids crying i'm filling up milk cups <laughs> trying to get mac and cheese what do you want fucking pretzels it's 9 a.m that's fine and I, come over and I'm watching and these guys are just standing at standing and staring at each other. So the proposed rule or the rule that they're trying out is in my understanding to play rugby as we play it. So mm. if I if I'm on my 22 meter line 22 is just a frame of reference that has nothing to do with like a yeah 50 22 or anything like that. You're painting a picture. Yep. So I kick the ball if Ryan Gray is at my 20, I kick the ball and he runs past me. You are now onside. And as you progress down the field, bringing everyone onside, mm-hmm. either that happens or I kick and I run and I advance the offside line. So what happened is I guess this DuPont rule was in place and none of us knew about it, at least from my conversation with Zeus. <laughs> um, if you kick, so if I kick, Across the field mm-hmm. to Gimli saying his 22. Hello. If he either one passes the ball or advances five meters forward, then everyone's offside or onside. Everyone yeah. is onside. So everyone in between the kicker 
and the receiver. We lost Nichols. Eric? Uh, oh, that's like the worst timing possible. Oh, no. Oh. Then it just beeped. Okay. Well, okay. So, we any technical difficulties? Oh, here he comes. Here he comes. Here he comes. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. And we're back. That was weird. Jesus. What happened? Sorry. It's this godforsaken hotel room in Davenport, Iowa. Okay. So. That no man's land, you have all these people just in the middle in between the two kicks. So everybody in the middle is just onside. As long as the receiver either A, passes the ball or advances five meters. So So to us, that makes no sense because we've never had that rule. So like we didn't didn't even know that was allowed because when we all read the rule, we're like, What's the new rule? This has always been the rule. You always have to have the kicker put you on side or someone from yeah. behind the kicker puts you on side. And what what was the reason for World Rugby allowing teams to do that? Because they're dumb. I don't know. Like, uh, speed the game up. I, I don't know. Create more offense. I mean, I feel like any time a rule is made, it's generally to – increase pace of play or increase scoring that just seems to be like the overall sports in any sport yeah any sport, yeah really and i don't know exactly how that would i don't know maybe i suppose maybe it was to eliminate so much kicking which ended up creating more kicking i don't know i don't know yeah i wasn't in, i didn't even know it existed so i can't <laughs> that was actually really funny in our group chat like we we shared it with each other and we're like yeah we should talk about this and then we all were like wait a minute does this mean like (laughs) just worded weirdly i don't understand yeah it's like just it's like trying to find out a new problem and just reading an old problem over and over again (laughs) we already solved it in iowa like what are you talking about (laughs) years so i guess anton dupont French fly half was the first person to really exploit this rule, exploit this mm. rule, and like bring it under the microscope. That's why this is called like the Dupont rule or whatever. Gotcha. So, I do think that it is, it's good for the game because no one wants to watch that. It is kind of an interesting little caveat. You're basically just kicking the ball back and forth, waiting for someone to make a mistake to gain mm-hmm. territory. Which, although it's like really annoying to watch is you know field position is massive in these games and that's what you know is a really tight point of the game and that's what they did just kind of kick kick and move and kick and move until mm-hmm. you can gain I mean because without style of play and running it effectively you can gain 60 meters of territory pretty quickly mm-hmm. but it's not very fun to watch right yeah. right you just watch a couple of kids play catch in the park. That's it. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. No, Nichols. We uh, we appreciate you for uh, for joining us to talk in your hotel room about this stuff, and we uh, we want to get into that European kind of like tier two championship, but we're gonna save that for a future episode, and also talk about like a hypothetical. What if we did that in the Americas, and then also uh, the whistleblowers? So. That'll be coming up in, in future episodes, and, and Gim has something good here. Nichols, I have a Gim nugget for you. All right. You're a, a super rugby man, right, mostly? Yeah. Big super rugby guy. 
they actually decided today they're going to drop their trial. They've been had a trial period with the DuPont law. And they're scrapping it. They're saying, get it out of here. It's dumb. We're not doing that stuff anymore. So, I read that. So they're going to so be rid playing of rugby as we've been accustomed to. As you're supposed to. But. <clears throat> yeah, they started their preseason actually and had a couple crossover games with other leagues that we mentioned in a previous episode that I haven't paid much attention to. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be uh, fun to watch. Best rugby in the world. Maybe. Well, if Ireland's playing, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they'll make a trip. Uh, I mean, they're no fucking South whatever Africa. Whatever sharks you watch, I keep wanting to say sail sharks, but that's in England. Hollywood or, bets. The Hollywood, yeah, Hollywood bets sharks. sharks. The South Africa Hollywood bets. Even is about sharks. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or or Connie Utsuzen. That's such a fun name. Is Mandel's favorite team? The Utsuzen. Yeah, no, they have the same last name. He's South African. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. He's got drunk. Everyone got it. The Waste Management Golf Tournament. Oh, Jeepers, my. Creepers. That was wild. That that was like as crazy as Phil down in Nashville. <laughs> That's what I, I was watching that going, that reminds me of Phil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No. This episode is brought to you by Rotor Epoxy, the premier epoxy company in Iowa. You need your floors looking good. You need to redo the entire shop, the locker room floor, the fire station, the man cave. Those are the guys to call. There's an infinite amount of floors that you would possibly mess with here. So whatever you need done, they can do some wicked ass designs for you. Whatever you got going on, just get it done. Get a hold of them. Infinite designs. 100% 100% satisfaction. Rotor Epoxy. Find them online now. Oh, but that was that was pretty crazy. But Nichols, uh, we'll let you we'll let you rest up for your big um, day of work tomorrow with the union. Yeah, hopefully I can be in person next week. I'm on a long time hiatus. I know. Well, I still I still need you to look at that that sink in my basement. I I need help getting rid of it. I only trust union people. <laughs> Okay. No, I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Phil's All like, right. Bye, Phil. We've, we've crossed, we've no, crossed the line, but. No. Okay, well, love you. Bye. Kisses. Bye. Bye. Happy Valentine's Day. Be mine. All right, and that was uh, Eric Nichols. Good guy. Great guy. Uh, what else? We got anything else? Uh, no. What's uh, this guy here from Wales trying out for the NFL? How do you say his name again? Luis Reyes Zemet. Yeah, so he's down in Florida training. I've been trying to follow him on like Instagram Me and too. Facebook because I, I really hope he makes it because he seems athletic enough. He's very fast. Very fast. He's ca- he can catch. They're working him out at wide receiver. People think he's too small in stature to take on the wear and tear of a running back, but he's he's got some skills, and mm-hmm. I haven't seen much uh, from actual NFL scout people, but... There was an article in the BBC and the Guardian, some European publications basically saying he's having the time of his life. He's having fun. Kind of weird getting used to a helmet and pads, but <laughs> yeah. he's uh, he's doing really well, they're saying. And, and his goal is to be on a Super Bowl team in five years. And as a Bears fan, like... <laughs> no, don't it, even. No, I mean, I'm no. just saying. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like... <laughs> we'll take him. Yeah, dude. I mean... 
Bears haven't been in the Super Bowl since 2007. Like for him to be like, yeah, I want to be in a Super Bowl in five years. Like who doesn't? <laughs> right. <laughs> it was kind of a funny, funny comment. But I mean, this dude's played at the highest level of rugby, so he probably expects like, hey, whatever I do, I'm gonna win. Yeah. And that's fair. That's why he's at the level he's at. Um, I'm interested though to see if he'll get some reps at like safety or or gunner on special teams kind of like mm-hmm. nate ebner was yeah uh he was a gunner for the patriots for a decade and and won three super bowls because yeah. he was so good at open field tackling i wonder if he'll get a look at that too because it's like yeah but his his videos he puts on social media look good so we're gonna keep an eye on him because i think that'll be fun as the nfl draft comes up and mm. and the off season there but other than that, fellas, high school season is around the corner. Yeah. It's coming up soon. Uh, you know, spring season's coming up. Nashville's coming up. Wombats are taking a team down to Nashville. If you want to come with us, let us know. Uh, Phil, you got anything else? Anything else pressing on your mind? No, not really. I mean, it's just going to be, you know, an exciting spring, I think, for us and mm-hmm. like just Iowa as a whole. And, it's really excited to see, you know, all the developments we have with the Iowa Rugby Union, you know, going forward. It's yeah. it's going to be good. I, I hope it's so. It's going to just keep getting better. I hope so. And, I mean, you know me, obviously. I mean, we talk for two hours minimum on this podcast every mm-hmm. week. And then we talk a lot outside of this where it's just like transparency, man. Communication, transparency. Just get people on the same page. It's going to do wonders. Mm-hmm. And I think then, so too. And then when people are like, "Oh, there's a plan," and then they show up and the plan is executed, it's easier to buy in. Mm-hmm. That I mean, we've had the people, we've had the resources. Now it's just about connecting them. So that's the goal. Gim, final thoughts? I'm happy to be back, and I think we uh, we got a lot of coverage today. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I'm glad there's rugby on TV. Yeah, that that is nice. It is very fun. Now we just need to get all the boys together and, and watch some together. And We had a small gathering after the – we had five wombats at Pally's on Saturday. Nice. For the second half of the whales. Nice. I went to the gym. He Phil one worked out. Yeah. Well, because he thought the game was at 4, but it was really yeah. at 10.45. <laughs> Military time. Yeah. All right. How are you guys feeling? <laughs> Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good. <gasps> Fresh legs, fresh legs, fresh legs, fresh legs, fresh legs. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for us to just rip on you so much <laughs> no, this episode. Okay. That's funny. 